Hey friends, this is Methodist Musings where we discuss important issues and topics for Christians to ponder. Today we get to share the, his, some historical and theological reflections on elections and how Christians engage in politics. Uh, my name is John Duff. I'm the assistant pastor here at Centenary United Methodist, and it's good to be with you all this morning. And I'm Chris Morgan, and I'm the lead pastor here at Centenary United Methodist in Danville, Kentucky. And as most days when we're on here on Tuesdays, Kathy is joining us today. So hi, Kathy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We missed you last time. Yes. It's just not the same. It's not the same. But you had Jill. Yeah. We did have Jill, and we pulled Jill in as a guest. Are you suggesting Jill and you are the same? We can be. Yeah. And we, <laughs> Some people would tell you that probably, too. Yeah. yeah. You guys are pretty close, so. Yeah. But you have your differences. Oh, yeah. For sure. But anyways, so uh, we're excited to be here today. Uh, so we normally start off with just saying how we have been doing. So uh, I'll start with you, Chris. How have you been doing this week? Well, I'm incredibly excited, those of you who have been just listening to our banter. I'm incredibly excited because yesterday was leaf collection oh, yeah. day when you pile up your leaves on the road and this giant vacuum cleaner truck comes and, and pulls them. So yesterday being leaf collection day made me very, very happy. However, yesterday also... Um, uh, my 17-year-old got a car on Saturday, and he parked it down at the end of the driveway where there has, you know, I've driven in and out of that garage 597 times in the last, oh, eight specific. months alone, and um, there's never been anything there. So, yeah. unfortunately, uh, I didn't look, and two days into this car... Um, I backed into it, so yeah. um, we got to work on that. So, excitement about uh, Leaf Collection Day, counterbalanced by backing into my son's car. How about you, Kathy? How was your week? And how was your weekend? Weekend was good. It's kind of uh, allergy season for me. Oh, but otherwise yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this week. That's cool. Just at the fact that the sun's out. I feel good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the sun makes me feel good. This weekend I went hiking with my sister, and so that was fun. I also, I, when I, so I'm moving into my house more and more. I'm, I'm in, I'm just like making it my own more. And that, that takes, a while. takes a while, especially when you don't have a lot of like random furniture piece, pieces that people who have lived in their house for a long time have. I, I've lived on my own for about five years, but it's renting and with others, and so I don't, have like a lot of like living room I don't have a lot of living room furniture so I'm slowly working on that but I was excited because the previous owner left a huge TV 65 inch and that was one ginormous TV it was a big TV uh, mounted on the wall which was cool but I also had a different TV that was smaller which I actually prefer um, so I was able to sell the TV which was great and with the money that I sold the TV, I bought a really cool saw so that I can build myself some furniture. And I had some money left over. So I'm very excited about that and the excitement of having my own saw. Because I like woodworking, which I've shared before in the yes. past. But I've never really had my own equipment for... Not not the big equipment. I've had... I have, like, other things, like a sander and whatnot. But I'm excited about that. So what's the first thing you're going to build? Um, well, it will either be a work table to work 
on with my saws. I either buy that first, or I, I need a little piece kind of by my doors uh, to put like shoes and stuff as I come in, mm-hmm. like that, uh, and then coat racks too. So those are like my first pieces that I want to make. Um, so I'm excited about that, and I'm gonna make a really cool to- coffee table for my living room. I'm very pumped about that. Um, but anyways, so for you it would be a tea table. Yeah, a tea tea table because I don't I drink tea, not coffee. Although, Chris, it's, I, I, it would be a coffee. Table. I can occasionally maybe come I up can make the... you a coffee table if you want one. But I I have a lot to work on. So if you don't see me around town, Danville, I'm probably working in my wood shop Just or here at the church. Listen for the sound of the saw. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But anyways, today's like a big day in like the Many history ways. of our nation because. <laughs> I'm excited that it's National Sandwich Day today. You might have thought I was saying there was something else, but today is actually National Sandwich Day. So, do you guys have a favorite sandwich? And if you're watching us, let us know what your favorite sandwich is. Do you guys have a favorite sandwich? My favorite sandwich is the one that I get over and over again. uh, Spicy Italian on Italian urban cheese bread from Subway, which if you go to one particular Subway in town, you can get an entire meal for $6.35. Okay. With jalapenos, spinach, lots and lots yeah. of vinegar. Yeah. Okay. So also, fair warning, we might be advertising for different <laughs> restaurants at this point. But my your favorite sandwich is Italian at Subway. You got one? No, you want me to go next? Yeah. Okay. I really, actually, I really like a Jersey Mike's, but there's not a Jersey Mike's in Danville, so I'm giving it up in some sense. I like the Italian at Jersey Mike's as well so that's really good um and i like jimmy john's the roast beef too but um with wheat so those are those are kind of two of my favorites so roast beef or italian which i mean you just pile on the all the different i also like it because they have different names for the meats it's not like ham or turkey so that's kind of cool and it makes me two. feel like a mob boss. But anyways, you go. I have two. Okay. <laughs> Kathy has two. two. For someone that doesn't like bacon that much, yeah. that's me. I actually like a good BLT. Ooh. Sounds good. a local place here that we just had yesterday that makes a great BLT. Yeah. That is the hub. Yes. We're allowed to say that. And okay. we want to advertise for our local places. Too. Okay. Well, the so, hub coffee house. The hub. Go that's to the hub. Great BLT. And then I like a good tuna milk. Yeah. I'm a tuna kid. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And we also really like mountains, too. We order, for staff stuff, we order from Mountain and Hub the most, I think. But, yeah. We have some good places here. So, do we have anyone saying their favorite sandwich? Tuna on rye, Carol Delaney says. Ooh, that sounds good. that sounds good. Milton's has a marble rye that is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, has anybody had Penn Station? I have had it when I lived in Lexington. They used to have a buy one, get one free on Tuesday nights, Mm because it was like family night and they don't have that anymore oh. but i haven't had it in danville penn station makes their own fries and so there's on one side of the room like this pile of potatoes and then they become french fries by the time they make it to yeah. the other side of the room and that is almost as cool as the mobile vacuum cleaner that takes your <laughs> leaves their fries are really good at penn station i will say that's probably yeah that's good okay well with that it is national sandwich day but today um, there's actually a lot of different deals at big change, the big, big chains of fast food restaurants because of election day. And so we wanted to make you aware of that, that 
Um, there's a few, although like I really looked at them and they're not really that cool, but they're all advertising to give you. Okay, so for example, Wendy says until November eighth, you can get a free classic chicken sandwich with any purchase. So until November eighth, you can go buy a soda. And say, hey, can I get a free classic chicken sandwich there? And you're supposed it'll say yes. McDonald's is giving away one of three new McCafe items. An apple fritter, a blueberry muffin, or cinnamon roll with a purchase of a hot or iced coffee on orders placed through its app. So you also have to use app now. I'm not a big fan uh, of that. I got a apple fritter from there this morning. Was it good? Pretty good. Did you get it for free? I did not because I don't drink coffee. Oh, okay. Cool. I but it sounds like I wish I told you to get me some coffee and you could have gotten it for free. (laughs) There you go. That would have been cool. And then also, if you go to Krispy Kreme, although there's not a Krispy Kreme in Danville, is there one in Richmond? I don't know where their closest Krispy Kreme is. I you can find them at gas stations sometimes, but they're not quite like as fresh. But if you go there, you get a free glazed donut if you have an iVoted sticker on. But I don't have a I voted sticker for today because I already voted. Yeah, I mailed it. Um, and then Burger King is offering three dollars off orders of eighteen dollars or more. So that works if you have a family that wants to eat at Burger King. So I should probably say we're not being paid. To say all this. <laughs> yeah, we aren't. <laughs> this is just news of the day. But speaking of news, though. Okay, speaking of Burger King. <laughs> sorry, You're stuck on he's not finished with Burger King. My okay, a long time ago, my cousin got me like a fifteen dollar gift card to Burger King, and this was like at least three years ago, and I still have it. I've used it like once. I don't eat at Burger King that much, I guess. But there Apparently. was one time I got some breakfast there because I was like, okay, I have like a fifteen dollar gift card to Burger King. So Burger King is probably one of my least visited. Although, I don't know. Anyways, sorry. Speaking of news. Chris has something to say. Yeah, and this is kind of sad news. Um, it's, it's Sean Connery. Kind of sad. Yeah, Sean Connery died uh, this week, or in, the, in the last week. And, and really? Sean Connery was 90 years old and Man. had a phenomenal career um, as James Bond. So I yeah. guess I probably first encountered Sean Connery as as James Bond. He played in seven different Bond movies. Um, Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live yeah. Twice, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, and after saying he was not ever going to be Bond again, um, later on he was Bond again, and never say never again. Yeah. But my favorite Sean Connery uh, role was actually... Um, Indiana Jones in the Last oh, Crusade, yeah. where yeah. he is Indiana Jones's father. Uh, they're somewhat estranged from each other. He is the historian looking for the Holy Grail. But uh, Sean Connery, what a what a neat guy. So I have a weird uh, path to Sean Connery because, okay, when I was growing up, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond, and so he was my first interaction with James Bond, and then, so. But I also knew Sean Connery from other films. Like, he was in a King Arthur movie, and he was King Arthur, you know? You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um, Hunt for Red October. Oh, yeah. So so I knew him from other ones, and then I, like, I went back and saw the historical Bonds. And I, I haven't seen all of them, but I, like, you know, watched some of them. And I'm like, oh! So that's what he's most known for, obviously, and being, uh, having a cool accent. A classy gentleman. Yeah. My mom watched an interview on a late night TV show once with him and she was 
sad because um, she thought Sean Connery was boring because he said he really liked golf. And so, of course, Sean Connery is, like, handsome. And so all the women are like, oh, he's cool. Um, but he said he liked golf. And my mom was like, that's disappointing because <laughs> he's boring. But he's also, like, is he Scottish? Is that it? And so, like... Kathy says yes. I don't you would think of that. Scottish people liking golf. Scottish and Irish, you know, and whatever. Well, when you see him as James Bond, you know, uh, just walking around the golf course is not quite the same. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, but... Anyways, so that's Sean Connery. Do you have any reflections on Sean Connery, Kathy? No, I was sitting here looking at all the different movies he's in, and I was kind of surprised to see some of the actual movies that he's in, and I'm thinking... I don't remember him in that. Yeah. He's done voiceovers for a lot of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Terrific voice. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Instantly recognizable. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So Both an appearance and a sound that mm -hmm. is, is instantly recognizable yeah. in, in anything. For sure. Well, so, he passed away. Those are, those are some things that have happened recently, but we all know that there are some things that are happening today. Um, it is election day, yep. although actually I guess you could say that election day has become kind of election season Yeah, on the absolutely. radio. I heard that a hundred million people have already cast their votes wow, prior to wow. today, which is, uh, you know, kind of, that's a, like, that's a third of the country. More than what previously, like, I don't know, before 1990, there was probably not even that many people that voted. You know? yeah. And I haven't checked that number out. I was just but, I heard it on the radio. Okay, but that, yeah. It's been going up. I remember it was forty million uh, some time ago. But um, we have asterisks beside all our statistics. So <laughs> if they're wrong, you can call in and be like, John and Chris, you got this wrong, and we'll address it on the next podcast. And be like, we said this wrong. We're but sorry. It is absolutely true that I heard on the okay, radio coming true. over here. Yeah, that part absolutely. is true, we, regardless of whether the statistic is true We or not. try to be honest in what we say, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that all our statistics are correct. So. so this is Methodists musing. Yeah. All right. So John and I are the Methodists, and our thoughts are musings, but... Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that, that is intriguing is that 246 years ago, Whoa. now I enjoy that number 246 because it's 2 plus 2 plus 2, so you've got 2, 4, 6, like <laughs> yeah. finish the sequence. But 246 years ago, October 6th, 1774, um, John Wesley in his diary talks about voting. Um, okay. And he says, I met with those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election, and I advised them. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that, that he met with those that like had votes, so not everybody had votes. Yep. Um, yep. But, but he was certain to meet with those, and he offered them three rules. You know, Wesley just loves rules. Yeah. So, and he loves uh, three, too. Yeah, uh, threes. He, he thinks yeah. in threes a lot. That's okay. Um, and, and so rule number one was to vote without fee or reward mm. for the person they judged most worthy. So don't be bribed. Um, you know, don't don't look for what what your reward will be. Vote for the person that you judge most worthy. Yep. Um, number two, to speak no evil of the person they voted against. Ooh, that's good. And number three. Which is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but a good. Yeah. Number three, to take care that their spirits were not sharpened against those 
that voted on the other side. Yeah. You know, 246 years ago. That's great. These are, these are things that, uh, temptations that people who voted faced mm -hmm. uh, to look out for, for themselves, seek something, um, to speak evil against the other candidate that they didn't yeah. vote for, and yeah. to, to really consider themselves better than people who made different choices. Yeah, so absolutely. We, our human nature hasn't changed. Wesley had some good advice there. That yeah. is, I feel like, timeless mm -hmm. advice, classic advice. Timeless advice, yeah. um, and that's wise. So, with that in mind, we had a few thoughts um, and maybe some theological reflections around like elections in general, and not necessarily this election, although many apply. Um, but like in the way Christians vote and engage in politics in the world. And the first one, I'll take the first one, is that. Every election is not the end of the world. Um, and I say this because, and, and I'll have some uh, conditions with that and some clarifiers. I say this because I feel like both sides, especially in this election, but oftentimes like the rhetoric is like, if this other person is elected, it's going to be the end of the world. It's like, cataclysmic doom. Or that if our, pers our side gets elected, it's going to be, you know utopia and the truth is that um that's a great way to get people to vote for you <laughs> you know and that's a, a campaign strategy that um, works that works but that is it's not really the truth um and uh i will condition this by saying but it is okay to be upset and passionate about the people that you vote for and your causes we're not saying that we want we want to be engaged in um, the p political process as Christians, but it's also not the end of the world. And uh, part of the reason of that is because Jesus is still Lord, right? Like Jesus is God, um, and our allegiance is is to Him ultimately. And so I'll let Chris kind of talk about that. Yeah, there's this there's this idea, and we see it applied inconsistently. Um, but there, there is this, this idea um, that the, the leadership that exists in any particular point of time um, exists because God has raised someone to this, to this particular yeah, yeah. position of power. We, we, can't, we can't take that uncritically. Uh, yeah. You know, when, when Nazi Germany in the early 1900s, that's, that's not a godly regime. No. Um, <laughs> But it's it's also unfair to compare any regime that we don't like or any candidate or policy or philosophy that we don't like uh, to Nazism. So occasionally in history, <laughs> occasionally in history, there are these awful moments. Um, but but ultimately, um, everything is not that awful moment. Yeah. So as Christians, we have this idea that that God is sovereign over the world and. Mm -hmm. That nations rise and nations fall. So when you say sovereign, what do you mean? God is in control of the world mm -hmm. in okay. in meaningful ways. Yeah. Now, yeah. It, it doesn't mean that when I backed into my son's car yesterday, 
that God wanted me to back in to my son's car. Yeah. It means I, I didn't look in the rearview mirror. And I even got this camera, yeah. this little screen that shows the car as I'm moving toward it, but I wasn't looking at that. So so God's sovereignty does not necessarily mean that that everything is the will of God in, in that mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah. But uh, I love what the Psalms say about about where our trust is supposed to be. So yeah. The sovereignty of God versus like the transience of of human culture, uh, and when you think about how in the last uh, two thousand years, how many nations have risen and fallen, and how many different cultures have uh, come and gone, it, Psalm one forty six, as we're as we're nearing the end of the book of Psalms, um, advises worshipers: do not put your trust in princes. Mm-hmm. In mortals in whom there is no help, when their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Yeah. And and so there's this idea and this understanding that, that people have plans. Uh, people want things, uh, but, but ultimately the will of God is played out over the time scale of history, the timeline mm-hmm. of history. Yeah. And uh, that, that that's bigger than any given prince, any given person, any given yep. mortal. Um, yeah. and, and then earlier in the book of Psalms, Psalm 118, which is an interesting psalm for other reasons too, says it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in mortals. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in, in princes. And so yeah. um, we're reminded again and again in the Bible that you know, human, and, and this is not to diminish uh, human leadership or, mm-hmm. or what we can do and what the right leader at the right time can do. But it is to say yep. that ultimately um, our allegiance to whom we must give an account when when our last breath is taken uh, is, is not going to be the, the person who is in the White House or the person uh, on Downing Street. The, you mm-hmm. know, the, the person that we give allegiance to is God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, yeah, absolutely. And as Christians, we can never forget that. As passionate as we might be about politics, as as upset as we might be when things don't go or do go, as happy as we might be when they do go, that, that our ultimate allegiance is, is to God. And yeah. when we forget that, we cease to be everything God wants us to be. Absolutely. I agree. So, so... Remember, Jesus is Lord and our allegiance is to him. And uh, a- a- another point we wanted to make was in the midst of all of this in election, like we can be really happy and we can celebrate the fact that we have freedom to vote, right? Like we're happy about this. And um, in-, in a way that like I think our political, I don't know, our political landscapes so now it's like I just feel like they're, doom and gloom and like there's so many different emotions but let's just celebrate that we have this freedom and i think and i think with freedom you know you have a scale of freedom to order with freedom there comes a little more honesty in like maybe there's a little more chaos with you know freedom and that does happen but you know we don't live in a a world in a country where there's this extreme order in a regime and authoritarian you know, uh, you can't vote or like the government is all. And so um, 
let's celebrate that. Like, that's a great thing. And especially as Christians, to celebrate the freedom uh, that we have in that, that, that's a really positive thing. Right? And, and it's something that so few cultures, so few nations yep. have offered to citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got, you've got the, the yeah, and in the past it's not been offered to everyone. Yep. And, and even, even at the beginning of, uh, of the United States history, it was not offered to all people. It was offered to land-owning males who yeah. were white. Yep. Uh, and it's taken us a long time to, uh, to extend the vote uh, to those who are, uh, who are non-white and to women. You know, women's suffrage is, yeah. is not something that, that the nation was founded upon. Yeah. So, it was only 100 years ago. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing to think. But, but here we are on this day when it doesn't matter whether you've got $2 million or whether you are $2 million in debt. Yeah. Um, you, get a, you get a voice. Yeah. So so let's celebrate that as Christians, our freedom and our ability to vote, and especially allowing those who haven't in the historically been able to vote are able to mo- vote now. And that that's just really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we also wanted to talk about like the spiritual formation implications of the election. And, and basically, uh, like big picture, what I mean by that is when we think about our spiritual formation, what I think is like, who are we becoming or what type of people are we becoming or uh, what is our character in many ways? And the truth is that like whether we know it or not, the things around us are shaping us. Uh, they, are, they are forming us whether we do that purposefully or not. Just like who we interact with, uh, the things we watch on TV, they do shape us. And I think uh, just realizing that like... Uh, for example, election ads that we see that you can't get away from uh, actually have a formative power on us in, in a sense. Um, we are we can be passive in this and they will still have an effect. And, and so I think of like the ads that are so they're so hostile and they're bringing like um, they just like have n- negative sides and attacking the other side. That can work in way into our life if we allow it to in terms of the way we think about people on the other side of the political um, realm and in the way that we actually interact with. Are we going to be like the ads and just call blame and, and try to make the other side look bad? Or, or are we allowing God more to shape us? And, and so we, we got to think about that um, and, and that our culture does have a... Sh- formative power upon us even when we're not actively wanting that like it just naturally does we are being shaped does that make sense we're being shaped and jesus when jesus says you know the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy but i have come that they may have life and life more abundantly yeah so like to the degree to which we are moving toward that abundance of life yeah you know, to that degree, we are we are we are thoroughly Jesus followers, um, and there's so many things in culture that can move us away from abundant life. And uh, I was talking to someone a while back who said, "I'm just I'm just angry. I'm angry all the time. I, I watch TV and I'm angry all the time." Yeah. Um, this is this is a different thing than abundant life. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. And um, 
you know, the if if watching TV makes you angry all the time, stop watching TV. Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's, get out in nature. In, in our spiritual formation practices, there are practices that are like these are things that you want to do, like read your Bible, pray. But there's also a, like things that you don't do that you abstain from. So solitude and silence, and maybe sometimes it's turning the TV off. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that as in our world today, obviously that's not talked about in scripture because there wasn't TVs, but <laughs> I think we could have in when we think of fasting or, you know, going through the season of Lent and we give up things that that's what we're talking about. And so maybe we need to do more of that. Well, there is Psalm 104 yeah. that says, I will put no vile thing before my eyes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that can, <laughs> there, there are lots of ways that we can uh, apply that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in life. So we're winding down on our time. I did. We we had an article that we wanted to kind of look at, um, and it's from the Gospel Coalition, and it's uh, the title is Six Ways Christians Can Be Wiser in Political Engagement," and uh, it had a, a couple of good points, and maybe we should only mention a few of it because it's already twelve fifty. Um, well, let's just go through very quickly. Okay. Uh, the the first of them is just to anticipate anticipate that. Tonight and tomorrow and in the days to come, there's going to be some tension and mm-hmm. um, there, there's going to be, the, the world is, is going to be a tense place. Yep. And there are some people who want their pastors to talk about politics all the time. There are some people who don't want their pastors to talk about politics at all. Um, yeah. But just anticipate this tension. Yeah. And so... That's really great advice. Um, the second idea they have is to transcend. And so that's kind of what we're talking about, that when we say that Jesus is Lord, we, like Jesus is Lord is a phrase that is very political in very many ways. But like we have a higher calling than just to engage in earthly politics, although that's not saying we shouldn't. But uh, I, uh, the quote says, it is not an evasion of our earthly responsibilities to say that there is a higher politics, a higher kingdom, and a higher political community than the temporal nation-state of America. And, and so we have a higher allegiance to Jesus than to our political party, or even to our country. This article suggests that we'd be prudent, too. Um, mm-hmm. Thomas Aquinas yes. uh, describes prudence not as right decisions versus wrong decisions all the time. Prudence is the practical decision-making of everyday life, making the wisest decision with uh, whatever your knowledge is at the moment. And so um, being being prudent and understanding that, uh, you know, there are some things that are that are uh, characterized in in ways that are um, your, your vote. Did you did you vote? Rightly or wrongly? Well, yeah. you voted prudently. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a different kind of, of look, way of looking at things. Absolutely. And then the fourth thing that they suggest is reframe and outflank. And so it says that much of our national political conversation is like exacerbated by the media and social media. And, and they have like frameworks that they want everything to fall into. And, and oftentimes it's like, white or black, good or bad. And um, we as Christians need to rethink that and not allow the media especially and the things that we listen to 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 give, to give dictate our own frameworks. I think, one, we need to allow Scripture to shape us in our political views. And we also need to realize that the frameworks that are there might not be necessarily something that we want to buy into. Like, is 
everything, uh, often, like I think of, it's like we have both side the right and the left want to have this herd mentality that like everyone is all to one side or all the other side and and as christians i think we need to be a little more wiser than that and say okay maybe i embrace some things here and some things here and and that's okay and that makes it difficult to navigate um but we need to do that and and we need to think about that in our political uh, considerations and the fifth thing that they talk about is the fact that so much of what we hear in the news comes from newsrooms in New York City and newsrooms in Washington D.C. and you know here in Danville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, being a good neighbor to the people on your street, uh, looking after people who don't have anybody to look after them. There's something about being local rather yeah. than than getting all of our attention and placing all of our attention on on New York and Washington. Yeah, you know, we we can we can make a difference right here in in Danville. Absolutely, and I like that one because so often we forget that. And, and our local politics is going to have a bigger mm-hmm. say in our actual lives too, right? Mm-hmm. And so like that's uh, that's important. And the last thing is be joyful. And as we have said before, like we can celebrate like our freedom. Um, and just as Christians were called to be joyful in the Lord and not allow the, um, the mood of the season or the negative, um, cultural movements to shape our joy and to rob us of what it means to be joyful in the Lord and to be joyful also in our, in our freedoms and the goodness, um, of the, like there are good things in our culture that we can be happy about, um, and so we're called to be joyful. I expect that you know, tonight or three days from now or three weeks from now, whenever we're confident of the outcome of the election, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I suspect that about half of my friends are going to be disappointed yeah. and about half of my friends are going to be elated regardless of the outcome. Um, and, and that disappointment, that elation, uh, you know, that there's a there's a time for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that shouldn't rob us of the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit living within us or the fact that the breath that God breathed into humanity is is still the breath that we are enjoying today you know it's just it's yeah. a there is a joy that shouldn't be dependent upon who sits at the resolute desk absolutely in the white house there yeah there should be a joy that is that is found in God yeah absolutely and and so we thought that was a great article from the Gospel Coalition, Six Ways Christians Can Be Wiser in Political Engagement. You can Google that and find that, or uh, we'll put it in our in our notes on Facebook for us. Um, but that wraps it up. That was a great episode. We yeah. talked about a lot of stuff, and hopefully uh, you found it helpful in helping you think through our um, election season and the politics of uh, today. Um, and we have a couple of uh, things we want to let you know is going on at the church so that you can hop in and plug in Wednesday nights are going on and this Wednesday tomorrow we are doing our adult Bible study and we will be in the CLC this week um, the next weeks we won't be uh, but we're doing gentleness in a t- in hostile times and so thinking about the fruit of the spirit of gentleness mm-hmm. and how we as Christians uh, ought to how that ought to be a part of our lives even in the midst of seemingly increasingly hostile times the other thing we need to talk about is that uh, Operation Christmas Child Boxes, they are due November 15th, so halfway through November yeah. uh, is when 
when you need to get your OCC boxes back to the church. Yeah, so that'll be great. And then lastly, come out to worship on Sunday morning at 9 and 11.15. Everyone's wearing masks, so it's it's a great way. 9 o'clock is our um, contemporary service. 11.15 is traditional. You can also watch online. And again, when we say come out, and we're not, if you don't feel comfortable coming out, we're not wanting to pressure you to come out. Um, we want you to watch online as you feel safe. Speaking of masks, you have yeah. you have a special election oh, yeah. day. I didn't. A I didn't special election day mask. Put this on. So this is my one of my neighbors came over and actually gave me this as a gift. And so this is my America mask. And so got the flag on it. And we are happy to celebrate America and celebrate mm-hmm. freedom and um, that we can vote and be in the luck stuff. And there's a lot of goodness with that. Many so. of you have already voted, and those who haven't, go and exercise your right. It's a right yeah. that not not many people in the history of the world have had. Absolutely. So uh, next week, uh, we'll continue here with episode 8 at 1220 Tuesday next week. I'm excited for that. Um, but that wraps it up for uh, today. It's good to be with y'all. And uh, Chris will send us out with a blessing if you let me. Yes. Ready? May God bless you today. May God bless our nation on this important day. Um, May the Lord be with us regardless of who is at the helm because ultimately we know that God is in control and is sovereign over the universe and has given us responsibility. But in the midst of that responsibility, uh, God is present and God is working. Go in peace.